Welcome to the English Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Oliver. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at English Chat Podcast or on my website, markjoliver.co.uk. In today's podcast, I'm going to read chapter four of my intermediate level graded reader, Brian British, part time teacher, full time detective. So here we go, chapter four. Brighton, Friday the 9th of July. Brian walked out of the classroom. He had a smile on his face. His pronunciation class was a success. He remembered most of the phonemic symbols and his students had fun. Maybe teaching wasn't that bad after all. Jane Kern came out after him. Brian, she said, is it okay to talk to you about your lesson on Monday? John and I need to leave early today. Brian's brain stopped thinking about teaching. Sure, that's fine with me, he said, before asking calmly, Have you got something special planned? Oh, yes, she said, smiling. Very special. She said goodbye and walked down the hall. Brian pulled a chocolate bar from his pocket and began eating it. This was it. Tonight, the shadow thieves were finally going to steal some jewels. One hour later, John and Jane Kern walked out of their hotel. John Kern carried a black bag. A taxi stopped for them and they got inside. Brian watched from his hotel. When the taxi drove away, he ran to his car, which was parked down the street. His 20 year old Nissan was brown, dirty, and full of empty crisp packets. But it was a perfect car for following criminals in. They never no- noticed it coming after them. John and Jane Kern got out of the taxi in front of a large and very expensive looking hotel. Beautiful gold letters, a metre tall, told everybody that this was the old Brighton Hotel. The two thieves walked inside. They held hands and looked like a normal married couple. But Brian British, sitting in his Nissan Sunny, 10 metres away, knew they weren't normal. They were the shadow thieves and about to rob somebody in that hotel. Brian had to get inside. He had to catch them. But first, he had to find a parking space. He drove past the hotel and along the beach looking for somewhere to park. Fifteen minutes later, Brian was still in his car. There were no parking spaces anywhere. Ah, he shouted and hit the steering wheel. In the end, he parked his car on Brighton Hill outside a fishing chip shop. Brian got out of his car and a wonderful smell hit his nostrils. He looked through the window at the piles of chips. He could almost taste them. Sadly, Brian had no time for chips. The old Brighton Hotel was a 20-minute runaway. Brian turned his nose away from the takeaway cafe and started running. Soon it started to rain. Ah, he shouted again. He hated rain. When Brian arrived at the hotel, he was wet and cold and angry. The styling gel in his hair was gone and he looked a mess. He put his hand through his hair, took off his jacket and walked inside. He spent the next hour moving through the hotel, looking for John and Jane Kern. He checked the lobby, bar, restaurant and the hotel's many corridors. He didn't find the shadow thieves anywhere. Brian said some bad words and went outside. He decided to catch the shadow thieves when they came out of the hotel with the stolen jewels in their bag. It was still raining heavily. Brian crossed the street and walked over to the bus stop, stepping under its plastic roof. 
Next to him, two old ladies chatted. They smiled at Brian and he smiled back. Nice weather, he said, and then added, for ducks. The ladies laughed and Brian felt a little better. He put his hands in his pockets and watched the hotel entrance. Rain drummed against the roof above him. At three o'clock in the morning, Brian said to himself, No more. I'm hungry and cold and I want to go home. He put his jacket over his head and stepped out into the rain. Luckily, when he got back to his car, the fish and chip shop was still open. He ate a large portion of chips, three fish cakes and a sausage and drove back to the hotel. The food was fantastic and his stomach was full. But he was not happy. His mission was a failure. The shadow thieves were still free. Inside the old Brighton hotel, all was quiet. It was four o'clock in the morning and all of the guests were in bed. The only staff working were the two night shift porters and they sat at reception watching TV and talking about the next day's football match between Brighton and the touring Japanese team, Cerezo Osaka. On the third floor of the hotel, two shadows stepped out of a storeroom. It was John and Jane Kern, the shadow thieves. They walked slowly up the hall and stopped in front of room 302. Are you ready, darling? whispered John Kern. Jane Kern nodded and they put on their masks. Jane Kern pulled two metal sticks from behind her ear. She stood in front of the door and put the sticks inside the lock. Quietly, she opened the door. Inside the hotel room, a woman was sleeping. She had beautiful long hair and silk pajamas. Around her neck, she wore a necklace made of pearls. Around her finger, she wore a large diamond ring. Jane and John Kern walked into the room, closed the door and went up to the sleeping woman. They made no noise. Jane put her hand under the woman's hair. When she pulled her hand back, it was holding the pearl necklace. She gave the necklace to her husband and he gave her a small bottle. It was a tiny shampoo bottle like you get in hotels. In fact, it was from a hotel. The bottle had Blue Prince Hotel written on it. Jane Kern looked down at the sleeping woman. The diamond ring sparkled on her finger. Jane Kern opened the bottle and poured shampoo over the woman's finger. Then slowly she pulled the ring off. The woman moved a little, but she didn't wake up. Jane Kern gave the ring to her husband and then went over to the window and opened it. Outside the empty streets were silent. The shadow thieves stepped through the window and onto a narrow ledge. John Kern closed the window behind him and very carefully he and his wife walked around to the side of the hotel. Then they started to climb downwards. John Kern reached the ground first. He lifted his arms and helped his wife down. Lovely work, darling, he said, taking off his mask. Thanks, honey, she said. They went behind a bush and changed into their normal clothes. Then they walked into the centre of town and caught a taxi back to their hotel. That's the end of chapter four. I will read chapter five next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.